Welcome to State of the Laundry Industry with Laundry Matt, Episode 17. Does outsourcing driving to rideshare companies make sense? I've been hesitating to do this episode because I like to focus on things that help improve your business. How do you make more money? But I just have to make a public service announcement because I feel there's a whole bunch of laundry owners who are getting burned. And and it's really upsetting to see because if you're a laundry owner, you know you made the sacrifice to buy that laundromat. You, you're basically investing in your future, your family's future. You're always on call. You know, what if the, you know, there's a water leak or anything? Like you're always on call. We're basically all in this together where we are trying to make a better future. And so I feel there's a company out there who's peddling some wares that just doesn't work, in my opinion. And people are getting stuck in three-year contracts with an idea that sounds good, but where the rubber hits the road, I've got a lot of questions. And frankly, I just don't believe it works. You know, what brought this up, I saw a recent post on Facebook that said, I get that this company wants to market and other entities need money to pay the bills, but I'm so tired of every laundry-related email that comes to my inbox is plastered with their name. It feels like everyone has sold out to them. And somebody replied, other people's money known as private equity money is the easiest thing in the world to spend and waste. It will fade out and the length of time is only determined by how fast they burn the money. But I think the real core of this question is it feels like everyone has sold out to them because they're blanking the market with a lot of money. And is the information that's getting propagated, is it helpful to the industry? And I don't believe it is. You know, it reminds me of when I was a teenager and I was heading off to with the family to Las Vegas. My parents owned a self-serve car wash. They like businesses with no inventory like laundromats and car washes. We stopped by a car wash on the way to Las Vegas. And the owner of that car wash came out and he was bragging to my dad, you know, I use the hand soap that they sell at the casinos and it is dirt cheap. It's so cheap and I'm saving so much money using this hand soap. And my dad goes, you know, I didn't know you could use that for cars. That's great. Congratulations on saving, you know, money. And he thought that was very interesting. And he goes ahead, proceeds to wash his car. That Zuzu Trooper that later we wound up using for pickup and delivery at Super Suds. So he's washing that car. And the dirt just streaked. It did not clean the car. And afterwards, I ne- you know, my dad's very cool and collect. And I never seen him so upset at the owner. Bottom line is the car wash didn't clean the car. And people are stopping. They're washing their car. He sees people stopping. And they're probably one-time customers. He goes, you are ruining the reputation of self-serve car washes for everybody. You're hurting the industry. When people come to your car wash, they're not going to say, oh, it's this self-serve car wash that's bad. They're going to say self-serve car washes are bad. They don't work. And every single customer that comes through here is another customer you are burning the bridge with. And they're going to stop using self-serve car washes. And the guy wound up refunding my dad, but that didn't fix it. You know, I've got a lot of respect for so like 99% of our competition, especially the laundry guys, because they are trying to solve a problem. There's been a lot of innovation because of competition and competition is good. But when people come out there and they raised money from investors who know nothing about laundry and they say, hey, Uber or DoorDash works for pickup and delivery, it solves a problem and they get tens of millions of dollars in financing 
you know, good on them, but does it work? When a laundry owner, especially when they're thinking about getting into pickup and delivery, they're thinking, if I don't have to worry about the driver or vehicle, that sounds terrific. That solves a problem. What they don't realize is they're getting a solution that, in my opinion, just doesn't work. And now they're stuck in a three-year contract. And when that laundry owner realizes that the solution they are stuck with for three years and they're paying the lease uh, and they're paying them for the equipment and they're burning their opportunity. And after three years, they realize this just doesn't work. They're not going to say DoorDash or Uber doesn't work. They're going to say that pickup and delivery doesn't work. And they're burning the industry just like that car wash did near Las Vegas. A lot of times when experienced laundry operators talk to these salespeople who are pitching this concept, they burn it down in a second because they go over the math and they clearly see it doesn't work. And then they say, oh, but you don't need to do that. But it's the, uns- it's the susceptible people new to pick up and delivery who fall for it because they don't know the questions to ask and they're the ones getting burned. For them, they get pushed heavy and hard on pick up and delivery through ride sharing. But the people know better than they back off. They are preying upon people who don't know any better. So I want to just provide a public service announcement, provide the information so you can make an informed decision. Whether you go with our software or another software, that's fine, that's cool. But what I don't want people to do is invest in a solution that just doesn't math out. We've shared you know, week after week, and we'll continue doing so, of clients of ours who have said things like, pickup and delivery has changed my life. So I'm very passionate about this. This has changed families, you know, revenues and income. It's life-changing if you do it right. So I just want everybody to have that opportunity, and I want to make sure people don't go down the wrong path. Let's take a look at pickup and delivery from the laundry owner's point of view and outsourcing it to a ride-sharing program. Now, for us, the average order size for pickup and delivery is 40 pounds, and we gross about $70. Most places, their radius for pickup and delivery is about 15 miles. So let's take half of that. And so your average is about seven and a half miles. That means you're going to be paying $30 in pickup and delivery fees on each order. So are you willing to take a $30 loss on a $70 order, meaning you're doing 40 pounds for $40? Now, I don't know about you, but at least in California, you cannot make money doing it $1 per pound. I know from a mathematical point of view, no owner out there is willing to take a $30 loss on each order. And the reason why it doesn't work out is the route density with a ride-sharing program is one. The route density is one. You cannot make money picking up and delivering an order to one customer. The reason it works is because you're able to fill up your van and you could create an efficient and optimized route using software. All right, so now you're not willing to take the $30 loss. Is the customer willing to pay $30 more? And again, the answer is no way. I don't believe a customer is willing to pay $100 for 40 pounds. And if they are, well, then you should just raise your price and do the pickup and deliver yourself and pocket the difference. Paying another company $30 for picking up and delivering the laundry is equivalent to giving away over 40% of the gross revenue. That's insane. You cannot give another company 40% and make money. It just doesn't work. The second part is, what is the reaction from the customer? Remember, when you're outsourcing to another company, it's your reputation on the line. And if Uber or DoorDash does not a very good job, that reflects upon your company. 
And you can't just blame it on the ride sharing company because your customer is going to be like, well, why did you send them out to me in the first place? Over here is one of many, many stories from somebody using one of these ride sharing programs. And let me go ahead and read it. So just got my order of pizza and the dude, the driver, was clearly drunk and ate part of our pizzas. What the heck? Now, can you imagine if you're just rolling the dice and you're hoping a good driver shows up and, you know, I'm sure most of them are good, but not all of them and you've got no control. So imagine they show up and deliver the laundry or pick it up. They're willing to eat the French fries on the way. They're willing to eat the pizza on the way. What are they going to do when they're not making a whole lot of money and they get some really nice clothes? You better hope they don't take the clothes. And yes, a sales company will tell you, oh, don't worry, it's protected with insurance. And you could get the money from one of these ride-sharing programs if any clothes disappear. But is that really accurate? If you lose a customer because of the driver, you're losing five to $600 or maybe more of annual gross revenue. Each one of these customers spends hundreds of dollars on pickup and delivery, and you're going to roll the dice and have your company represented by some stranger. Are they dressed professionally, and are they happy? Some of these software salespeople will say that they've negotiated $2 per mile with these ride-sharing programs. Now, if you're an actual driver and you're getting $2 per mile, what does that even mean? First, it means you drive all the way to the customer's location. Then you have to go up the stairs and pick up the laundry. And then you make multiple trips up and down. Finally, load up your vehicle. And then you start making $2 per mile. So how do actual drivers respond when they find out that they're getting paid $2 per mile? This is from an actual driver saying $2 a mile. Am I right? I still took it because I was doing laundry. And wow, I feel like a loser. No tip. $2 for 20 minutes of my time. Now that's interesting, they mentioned no tip. See, people are very used to leaving tip for tips for food, but they know when they pick up something that's not food, it's less likely they're gonna get a tip, which means it's more likely you're gonna get an inexperienced driver who doesn't know any better, pick something up that is not food. And somebody said, shame on you for taking that order because nobody wants to work for that cheap. So the drivers are not even fans of this. And another part is the drivers, there is a physical requirement to be able to, do, to deliver and pick up laundry. So somebody said, I broke my back and I cannot regularly do my job anymore. I could only drive. So I've been doing DoorDash for two years and, and enjoying it until Walmart's order started. Basically, they're complaining about they can't lift all the orders and going upstairs. Laundry could weigh a lot, too. You know, we're talking about like 40 pounds and, you know, many of these orders could be hundreds of pounds going up and downstairs and not every driver is capable of doing it. And so that is going to lead to very upset drivers and they're going to take that out on your customers. This is an, an actual post from somebody who said, I literally got an order to pick up a customer's laundry and take it to the laundromat. And the response was quite interesting, it says, if the laundry was already done and bagged and going back to the customer, sure, why not? But taking in dirty laundry, that's nasty. And then another person said, I'm not taking someone's dirty stuff anywhere and smell at my car. And somebody else, another driver posted, what if it had roaches? Could you imagine? So even these drivers who work for these driving companies are not too excited about picking up dirty laundry. And again, do you want somebody not happy who doesn't know the drill 
picking up laundry, and interfacing with your customer. Most of your pickup and delivery customer, the only interaction they have is with your driver. They reflect your company. And do you want these people who are scared of roaches and dirty laundry, do you want them picking up clothes from your customers? So besides the physical requirements, the reactions from customers, the reactions from the drivers themselves, at the end of the day, in order to have a successful route, you need to have a high route density. And I remember watching a Coin Laundry Association webinar with four very successful pickup and delivery operators. And they all said one thing in common, you can't dip your toe in the water. If you wanna get into pickup and delivery, you just have to do this. And what's happening is people who want to tip their toe in the water are basically getting, in my opinion, bamboozled and told what they want to be told. But when you're, losing, when you're paying over 40% of the order and that's going straight towards another company and you're losing money on every single order, it's kind of hard to grow your business in that fashion. So I don't think an owner is willing to take a $30 loss and I don't think a customer is willing to pay $30 more. And I don't think you want your company represented by somebody who doesn't want to be there. So for those three reasons, I highly recommend if you do pick up and delivery, do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. But don't do it halfway because it could, one, ruin the reputation of your laundromat. And two, you could get into a long-term agreement and get burned by pickup and delivery. So I'd rather you wait for the right opportunity and wait for the right timing and do it right than to do it wrong. We have a proven model at Curbside Laundries. You're not just buying software. You're not buying laundry theory. We're actually doing it. We're grossing over $100,000 a month in wash and fold from a single location. And we're gonna surpass $130,000 in wash and fold just this month. We've helped hundreds of our clients achieve success and it does take time, but we've got a proven roadmap. If you'd like to learn more about the Curbside Laundries pickup and delivery solution, go to curbsidelaundries.com. Thanks again for tuning in and please subscribe to our YouTube channel or podcast and give us a like. Thank you.